Retro Rebel is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebels release Fridays, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast. My name is Stacy, and with me is uh, my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. I'm, welcome, I'm welcoming myself back. <laughs> I'm glad to have you back. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, it's good to be back. Um, uh, been a long time. How have you been? What's been going on? Yeah, I've been good. Um, I've been playing mostly board games recently um, uh, on Board Game Arena, and uh, I'm playing. Is that an online thing? It is online. Yeah, you can play for free, and they have like loads of board games transitioned into a digital environment, so you can play it with pub groups and whatever. And uh, I've been playing Living Forest, which is like a deck building game stroke resource collecting game um, that you play competitively. It's sort of like uh, Carcassonne, I guess, maybe. Um, But it's like all about being one with the forest and protecting it from forest fires or like planting trees or, uh, you know... um, cultivating the animals of the forest and stuff (laughs) so uh it's it's a bit hippy dippy but um there are so many different ways to win and so many different strategies to apply that uh no two play sessions are the same so i've really been enjoying playing that in pub groups (laughs) that is that's cool i'd never heard of such and plus i didn't know that that was a thing to be able to play board games online it's awesome. Yeah, you should try it. Board Game Arena. It's totally free. Absolutely. Well, I, you know, I, I still want to do the online D and I watch a couple channels on YouTube. Uh, I think it's D and D Shorts. Uh, it's a guy that kind of gives you some quick hacks to you know build classes, some beginning classes, and then he gives you a lot of other trivia stuff that I, that I would never have known unless you do a deep dive and you understand the game. So like broken and broken monsters, uh, you know, things that, uh, that kind of break the game, but you don't really know it because people don't, don't use them very often. It's, it's pretty cool. Anyway. Um, I have, <laughs> I, as I wrote, well, and, and people that will watch this and read the notes, I'm back on the sauce. So I've been playing Warcraft um, no, I thought you hung up your uh, boots, as it were. I hung up my boots and my axe, uh, or my whatever a shaman generally carries. Uh, <laughs> I, I hung it up for a while. I hung it up for over a year, so I didn't play for over a year. Um, I guess it was, and, and it's funny because when I pulled up these notes, it ended up being, I just randomly selected one, and it was the one where Shadowlands had just been released. Right. And Shadowlands uh, has been very divisive. Uh, It's caused me to be very introspective on the game as to why I don't like it. Like, (laughs) what is it that is so different about this expansion compared to the others? And why have, uh, you know, and if anyone that's been following uh, Warcraft news knows that they have course corrected 
uh, and they've realized that you know they've had to do massive triage to get this game back on track because this was such a departure from what Warcraft had has been. Um, and I, you know, and I think I've came down, it came down to the fact that they made a massive multiplayer online game, this, this immersive, uh, you know, open world into, they made it smaller. They made it to where it wasn't an open world anymore. I mean, you were, it was, everything was very contained. And so you, you didn't, it did not feel like as big of a world. You felt disconnected from everything that made Warcraft what it was. Uh, and although there were things that were fun. I am excited about the next expansion, uh, Dragonflight, and uh, what they're planning on doing with that. Uh, all the buzz that I've heard about it from people who are who are very upset or at least disappointed in Shadowlands have been excited about it. So I don't know. I, I've done this on occasion where I'll put it down for a few months and come back and play. And I find that I do enjoy that particular type of grinding, that particular type of where I can uh, I can pick it up and play for about twenty minutes and then put it down again, uh, and and not feel like I've lost any of the story or you know like you might with a, a big RPG. Yeah. So, um, so that's been that's been good and and plus there there hadn't been any other games for me to waste my money on until today or yesterday actually I think uh, it was released. So, uh, Stray, have you seen the... <laughs> yeah, the cat game. Oh, my word. <laughs> I actually really want to play that. Um, it looks cute. It does. Uh, there's that game, and then there's another uh, game, sort of like uh, Telltale's The Walking Dead, like a visual novel. Right. Um, I'll have to... I'll, I'll, write, I'll write the name of that in the notes uh, so that it will be posted. But whatever the name of that game is, that will be posted later. I do want to play that game as well. Uh, it is, it's, it's not supposed to be, it's not a full price game and it's not even going to be a very long experience, but neither was the walking dead, you know, right. each one of those chapters was a couple hours long. So, uh, but yeah, I'm going to play uh, a, a, the cat game and I'm looking the forward to game. playing the cat game. So apparently you can play piano in the cat game. That's what I, I have heard. I had, I have heard that you can do many uh, cat specific things. Such as Perfect. knock item off shelf Lovely. as much as you want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can cat nap anytime. So, yeah. Excellent. So pretty, seems good. Seems pretty good. So, well, what about news? News. Well, in the theme of games coming out, the new No Man's Sky expansion Endurance is dropping soon. And uh, it is sort of following the Nintendo Switch port that's coming out in October. Um, and it's very Battlestar Galactica meets Star Trek. You're supposed to be able to, like, pilot a big ship and, you know, explore, like, more universal phenomenon, universe galactic phenomenon, perhaps. Um, I think so, both are appropriate. And uh, there's, like, a new um, changes to freighters and fleets and you can sort of live your life on a starship, take place in space battles. Um, all your ships will get a new bridge section and exterior walkways. So you can actually see outside while you're in transit from one place to another. So it seems kind of cool. And no man's sky, if anyone's been following the game, it's actually a much better game now than it was when it came out because the development team really listened to the fans and they've been putting out some decent stuff as of late. So right. um, that's my first piece of news. The second piece of news more affects you than me because I don't have a PlayStation. 
but uh, Ubisoft Classic or Ubisoft Plus Classic currently has 27 games, but by the end of the year, they're going to have more than 50 games available to play. They haven't launched, uh, they haven't released what all those titles are going to be, but it's nearly double what is currently on offer by the end of the right. year. So that's pretty good. Um, you know, that's like a, a half dozen games every month or so till the end of the year. So I think that makes PlayStation Plus premium or extra like worth a little bit more. I think that that's not the only thing that I think is shifting the, the, the pendulum, the pen, pendulum swinging over to PlayStation in this regard. Uh, f- with the with their uh, online <clears throat> their online systems, um, PlayStation right now just has more games, uh, like more quality games. They don't have I don't know if they have more games like total games. And I know that they've eliminated a lot of their PS3 catalog, but I mean, like I downloaded uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and started right. playing it, and uh, you know, for I mean, I I pay the monthly installment. But otherwise, I play it for free, you know. And so that's a big game. It's I did not pay full price for it, uh, and uh, and so I can enjoy it if I want, or or finish it, or just dabble with it, and then go on to a different one if I want to. Uh, you know, in in gaming news for Xbox, you know, Xbox and Netflix uh, appear to be joining forces, and potentially Microsoft is going to purchase Netflix. Um, this is going to, I don't know what ultimately that's going to do to Netflix, but it has, I think immediately affected, uh, their, or it has affected their immediate plans to add an ad service, uh, tier, which you said this when we were talking, uh, in the yeah. last couple of weeks that you would be open to a cheaper ad based service as long as they kept the premium. Yeah. It, like it wouldn't be for me because right. I don't want ads, but I do understand that with Disney Plus and Paramount Plus and Amazon and Netflix, there's now like too many streaming services. So I get that maybe some people just want to downgrade ones that maybe don't watch as much. Right, right. And I watch Hulu and and I don't pay for the the service. Mm -hmm. I guess there is a version that doesn't have ads in it. And Mm -hmm. I have the one that does, the one that's bundled with uh, Disney here in the States. And so, uh, you know, I get a lot of those shows. You just have to watch a few commercials at the beginning. And then you watch one intermittently throughout the show. It's not nearly what it would be if you're watching it actually on television. Uh, so yeah. it's definitely better than that. Uh, but I didn't mind it going in. So, uh, you know, I didn't. I knew what I was getting with that. So I, I don't see this necessarily as being terrible, uh, you know, if they were going exclusively to an ad-based model. Um, I might just cancel Netflix if that were the case. Uh, probably would actually. It's um, not really worth it. If, if, no. if you don't want to watch ads, then you're not going to enjoy the service if they go to an ad based model. But everything that I've seen makes it seem that they are interested in doing a hybrid option, which is fine by me. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <clears throat> And that's all the news that I have. I didn't have anything else uh, in particular that struck me. So, well, so I we mean, can get... aside from the hilarious subscription model in BMWs at the moment, like that's quite. Oh, amazing. well, that that segues very nicely into what we we're going to talk about today. Perfect. You know, 
Um, the fact that that BMW, I mean, the audacity, but just, you know, uh, you know, we talk about Jim Sterling, Jim Stephanie Sterling a lot on this show anyway. Uh, but his, their last show um, was, you know, touched on this and the fact that BMW is, is selling. They have a live service model to provide heated seats. And I just don't understand. But it's a perfect encapsulation of the issue we're going to talk about today, that you have a vehicle that is a fully functional vehicle that has all of these components already built into it. They just won't let you use it unless you pay a little bit more money. I just bought it. I paid for everything already. Yeah. But I can't use the features until I pay you a little bit more money. It's extortion. I think it's so funny that everybody freaked out about this because it, it does seem quite ridiculous. But if you remember in the early 2000s, OnStar came right. into play and that was the subscription model and right. no one said a word because it was right. so superlative it wasn't like right. a necessary so i think people were like oh fair enough but now right. that it's seats people are like they're so ridiculous but they've been sneaking it in little by little you know like right. if, if you have a car with a sat nav and you want to get it updated you've got to go to the dealership and pay for that like map right. update it's not free you know so and that should be and it's this I think it's this this slow progression that like uh, the it's like I can't remember the term that they used, uh, but effectively it's this uh, chipping. They are basically just chipping away at the defense. So it's little subtle changes over time that end up if you look at A and B, you're like, oh, wow, how do we even get here? But if you look yeah. over the course, it's been OnStar or XM Radio or. Yeah, uh, XM or, Radio, that's another one that just snuck in. And yeah. people, no one was up in arms. Like, I remember no one right. was up in arms. People were just like, if you don't want it, don't buy it. Right. Fair enough. Well, yeah. and, and that's fine. And like, it, it's in my, my dad has, my dad's truck has it in it. Um, and I, I, I guess they maybe paid for a service or my mom pays for it and doesn't even know anymore, which is probably the case. Um, and so you can access all the, I can still access all the channels. I would never pay for that service. You know, I, I wouldn't, uh, but I pay for Pandora so I can listen to what I want to when I do, when I yeah. want to, um, I'm still paying for a service. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, you know, I, I guess if they had built that into the price of the car, like if you're going to keep it for five years and it's $14 a month, build it into the price, they're never going to know the fact that this makes it, it's like, it's overt, like you can see it. I know what they're doing, but I know what they're doing, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, it's like maybe they didn't iterate small enough. They should have gone like two more. You got to cheat two more times before you just full on do this. Like uh, it's, it's like they got impatient and they just needed the money. And so they just went ahead and jumped and they did it. They're like, there. we don't I have mean, time. To, to, to some do. extent, I can't even really blame them because once a manufacturer makes a car and they get that initial first new car sale, they right. don't see a cent after that, unless you take it to the dealership for servicing. But many, many people don't. So right. oftentimes they only get that initial sale and they never see any money ever again. And I can see where they're like, well, wait a minute. We want a little piece of this pie ongoing. I can't right. even really blame them because everybody else gets a piece of the pie ongoing, ongoing. The used car dealers sell a warranty on a used car for a few months and they pocket that. And then they sell you service plans and they pocket that. And, you know, right. the dealership never sees any of that. Like... 
Right, and, and we're seeing a market with the used cars and all that where there's just a, a supply issue. Um, and so the demand is very high because there's just mm-hmm. no supply of cars. And, and now people are having, if you want a car, you have to buy it and build it and have it sent. Like they don't even have stock here in the States where if you, if, if, if you want a car, you're going to have to either buy what's on the lot. Your every car is like, I don't know, somewhere around 15 to 20% over sticker price on, I mean, that's, that's standard. Now I can buy a, a used car for cheaper than I can. I mean, a new car cheaper than I can a used car. Yeah, it's, you it's know. getting to that state over here, but not really because of supply and demand, more because we're supposed to move to totally electric vehicles by 2030. So in that, your country? Yeah, in, in, in the UK. Yeah, really? so we're, yeah, so there will be the, it'll be illegal to sell new petrol or diesel vehicles from 2030. So that means that all the cars within the last 10 years have really high used car value because there's not going to be many of them left. And then it'll be only electric from that point out. So all the existing petrol and diesel stock is it, you know, like they can't, they can't, they'll be importing them from America and the mainland. I can almost guarantee you like it's bad now. It will be worse later because oh, we sure. don't have the infrastructure for electric at the moment. I even considered getting one. And instead I got a Mazda six because um, like I have a charging port at my house now, but I'm not going to live here forever. I rent. Right. This isn't my home. So right. when I do buy a house, Whenever that is, will they have the facility? Will I be able to afford to put a charging point in? Will it even have a driveway? A lot of houses in the UK don't, you know, so it's just a lot of considerations that I don't think they're ready for, but the market is already reacting like a lot. It's so, yeah, I mean, so to that point, uh, or, uh, to the, with the, the vehicles, these, these, uh, these models for live services, uh, mm-hmm. you know, cars aren't the only ones that are doing it. Uh, but I think it's, it's been, that's one of the most overt, I think where it's now affecting the mainstream people are actually seeing this is sneaking into every facet. So this is not going to be the only place we see it. And we've seen it other places. It just didn't seem as nefarious almost as that as, as, as a feature like heated seats. I've, it's a button in my car. It's like, and my car's, 10 years old and Mm. you push a button and it'll heat my seat. I push another button. I have two settings on it. It's great. It's fine. You know, Um, I don't think it's worth $7 or $17. Not even, not even close. Not, not $1. You actually use it. Like who cares? I I don't get that excited about it. My partner has a Jaguar and it has heated seats and he loves it, but I couldn't care less. My butt gets too hot. I don't need this. That's right. (laughs) I don't need it. I don't need it. And and in the South, it would really only be useful about two months. And so other than that, it's really not, it's, it's really not useful. Not only that we, I have never seen a, 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 I guess a docker or a, a plug for electric cars anywhere where I live in the state of Alabama. Like I've, I've never seen one. Like where would you, if you bought one, what happens if you go six hours and you're done, you're done. I don't know. Listen, and they don't last as long in cold weather. Like if you get a Nissan Leaf, you'll get like, I don't know. I think, I think it gets like 160 miles, but in cold weather, only a hundred. Like what? 
then you're charging that like every day. What is the point of this? Like, That's right. I, I think there's like room to go there. But I do think that today's topic is even more important than it ever has been before because free to play and pay to play elements are creeping into like every part of our life. So like, absolutely. How absolutely. do people stay safe, keep on top of what's going on and what they're spending when it comes to these service models? Correct. And so uh, my notes are all over the place on this. So <laughs> if you want, I mean, I, we can go do we can go through yours and discuss them and go through mine afterwards and discuss them if you want to sure. do that. I yeah. think that way we can we can add. And, and if you touch on some things that I've got, I just won't mention them. But um, okay. Because my first, I think, I think the first thing is that I wanted to say, and then I'll let you go into yours is uh, if you have the choice to play, to, you know, pay full price for a game or, or just play a free to play, don't play free to play. Like just don't. Uh, that's my best advice. If you want to stay safe in free to play model is don't do it. Um, but if you had to, this is how you would do it. Right. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So let's go. <laughs> Um, well, I would say that at the core of free to play, there really isn't a problem if you want to spend money because it's okay if you want to support the creators. That's fine. But it's when it gets out of hand, when you're not keeping track of it, or when you are um, succumbing to manipulative game design tactics, that's sort of when it becomes a problem. So I guess the first one for me and what I tend to do when I play a free to play game is I don't save my card details in the system because then if I want to make a purchase, I've got to get up, get my card and think about it for a second. And that second <laughs> is sometimes enough to be like, why am I spending five pounds on a mount? Do you know, like it's sometimes a good buffer. It is. Yeah, that's right. It's a good um, buffer. Yeah. Just give yourself like a chance to be sure it's what you actually want to do. And if you want to spend that money, great. It's not a problem. It's your money. Oh, Stacy, I accidentally hit mute on your um, thing. I apologize. <laughs> a train was, a plane was going by and I meant to mute the plane in my background, but I muted you instead. <laughs> apologies. <laughs> Can you just uh, unmute yourself in the um, stream and I'll just make a quick note from on. All good. There we go. There we go. I was just muted for a second. Yeah. Apologies. <laughs> um, it's fine. The plane's gone now. The second one is uh, if you're going to spend money in a free to play game, that's okay. But you need to set a limit that you're comfortable with and you need to stick to that. So whatever it is, I'm going to spend 10 pound a month or 20 pounds a month, like, I, you know, I'm not in charge of your finances, but you need to decide what you think is healthy and then you need to stick to it. And there are a lot of tools that can help you stick to spending plans, many of them offered by your bank. Um, you can set up alerts and uh, whenever you spend with a specific merchant, you can have um, alerts set up in order to text you that you've spent it or you can review your statement and search for the um, company that you're spending with, just to make sure that you're staying in line with what you um, are comfortable with doing. And I think 
part of that is just being accountable to yourself that if you go over, then you need to rein it in, you know, like you right. need to perhaps uninstall the game for a little while, give yourself some breathing room. You know, I easily get carried away spending in free to play games, hundred percent. Like I spent thousands on city of heroes, no question. Um, but at the time when I was very young, I didn't have anything else to spend my money on. So it wasn't really a big problem and I wasn't going into debt, but that doesn't mean that that wouldn't happen for some people. So just make sure that you set a budget for entertainment and you include free to play game spending in it as well. Right, right. No, that's true. And then my last one is that if you start to see a lot of players with a cosmetic paid item, don't feel like everybody has purchased it and you have to or you're behind the curve like game design one of the basic tenants is to show you lots of people who have this stuff to put you in matches with people that have that stuff to make it seem like everybody's bought it that isn't the case they just want to trick you into thinking that you're on the outside okay so if you don't really care about it you're just seeing it a lot don't fall play, prey to trends. Do you know, like not all of us look good in flared jeans back in the 90s. Yeah, like it, it's okay that everybody- As much as we thought we did. Yeah, exactly. But but you don't have to. Um, just know that the game is designed in order to encourage you to spend money. And part of that is making you feel underpowered or outside of the loop if you don't have the cosmetic or performance enhancing items. So just know that that is why you feel that way and you do not have to purchase. Eventually the game will stop trying to serve you that content. Like they'll give up on you and they'll move to someone else. There's only a limited number of people that they can put their whales into a team with. So right. eventually it'll stop if you can just be patient. <laughs> Well, that's good. I mean, and something also I don't think a lot of people know. I mean, they don't know if you just kind of wait it out, your temptation, if you can, uh, that you can get there. So I think free-to-play, just by and large, if you look at free-to-play and the model, the term, it's a big red flag. Just just know that free-to-play is not free. There's nothing, there's nothing really about that experience ultimately that is free other than the base model, like just getting into the game. So understand that there are varying levels of racketeering involved in your in your free-to-play model. Uh, they are going to try to get money from you. They're going to create a problem that is going to try to get money from you. So I don't know if that's not the definition of racketeering and extortion, but I, <laughs> but I think it is. It feels so, right. It feels right. So, you know, like you were saying, I mean, I think it's important to educate yourself. You're going to have a little bit of, you're going to have to have a little bit of self-discipline, but that education, knowing what they're trying to do, I think really does help inform you on this. So, uh, know that, uh, look for the alternatives. So for instance, um, if there's a free to play model out there, but there's a pay for a pay to play model, uh, look at, look at the two first, like just look and see, for instance, uh, we'll take Diablo Immortal and Diablo. So if you had Diablo three and Diablo Immortal, you do have two, uh, social experiences. You have two, uh, great single player experiences. Uh, from what I understand, I mean, very polished game in Diablo Immortal, uh, but incredibly broken in terms of the free to play model. Like it just, it leans heavy into the whales. It leans heavy into, uh, you know, the uh, FOMO and trying to get you, 
to, you know, to, to kind of succumb to that and, and put a lot of pressure on the players and the amount of money that it takes to get to that point uh, is usually outside of most of our price ranges. So it might just be better to select the pay to play model first, avoid the free to play model altogether. And you already know what you're getting into. You, you basically have paid for, uh, paid for the experience. There's, there are no, uh, there's no surprises in that. But if you do choose to do the the free to play, um, give yourself a what I like to like to say I uh, like to call a safety time frame. So give yourself a safety time frame. So you said don't put your your card in there. I'm saying also don't don't spend any money. Give yourself a time frame: six hours, one day, one week, and don't spend any money. Just see how much you enjoy the game to begin with. And and then give yourself an opportunity to see if it's even worth playing. If you want to invest any money, if it if you can tell that it's just going to be a slog and a grind, and and if I don't spend money, this is going to be completely unenjoyable. So give yourself a safety time frame to make sure you even like the game. Um, you know, no one is going to save you from these purchases. So you know, uh, do a little bit of research. Uh, like I said, uh, they, they're, this, these games are full of predatory practices. So, uh, you know, stay away from or at least do your diligence. Do your due diligence and educate yourself. If it's got NFTs in it, if it's got crypto tied to it in some way, I'm not saying those things are inherently bad. I am going to say that by and large, statistically, factually, they are the majority of them are scams. An NFT... It not in and of itself is not necessarily a scam. Uh, crypto is incredibly volatile. So are NFTs. Uh, if those are the driving force behind the game, uh, you know, if you find yourself, uh, so, you know, having to sit through more ads than you are actual gameplay, which I have found this especially in kids' games, uh, you can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't even complete one of the activities or switch between activities before you have an ad that lasts twice as long as the actual activity, you know? And so I've, I've even purchased games for my daughter, my youngest that have ads that are longer than the actual activity, you know? And so, uh, and, and they're, they're just a little bit less subtle, uh, means of trying to get you to spend your money someplace else as well, you know, just to fund the game. So, um, so yeah, so I guess, Ultimately, like if I were to distill it down into three, three points, look for safer alternatives. First of all, see if there's an, a safer alternative, meaning that all the purchases are up front. You don't have to worry about what is buried beneath the surface. Uh, give yourself a safety time frame. So a time frame where you're playing the game without expecting to purchase anything. Uh, and then at the end of that, then you can, uh, you know, do a do an evaluation if this is something you want to do. And if you want to spend money, you know, use some of the responsible spending techniques that you listed and then educate, educate yourself on the background. So what are, what are the, uh, in-game purchases? What, what is the currency based in? Are you having to invest in somebody's personal, uh, NFT project or their personal cryptocurrency? Uh, let me just tell you that that's a bad idea. Uh, yeah. I'm not a financial advisor, but I don't have to be to tell you this one is not a good idea. Uh, and that all these games are full of predatory uh, practices to get your to get your money. Know that going into it, uh, and and um, 
you know, without educating yourself uh, or educating others or, you know, or trying to do what you can, I'm not saying that these are inherently bad games. I've played free to play. So have you, um, I have spent money. I spent money on Pokemon go. Um, and I, and I, and, but I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the experience. There was enough, there was enough, I guess. And, and the last one being, you know, are you getting the return on your investment? So if I'm making, if I'm spending the money in it, I'm enjoying my time that I'm doing it. If I could equate it to anything else, a night at the pub or whatever else, and I've spent 30 bucks here and I would have spent more than that if I was going out or something and I really enjoyed it. And I did this for five or six hours through the course of the week or more. Well, that may have been money well spent. I can rationalize that. And that makes sense. Uh, You know, and so, and, you know, using Pokemon Go as, as an example, there were enough because I didn't play it. I didn't play it uh, as much as some of the people that had like multiple extra batteries in their pockets to keep their phone going. Uh, You know, I played it just enough, you know, an hour or so here while I was walking around. Um, I didn't ever run out of balls to, you know, pokeballs. I didn't ever run, you know, I was able to go to enough stops and replenish my supplies. It, it, it gave me enough incentive to spend a little bit of money here and there, you know, they threw you a bone. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it, if everything's locked behind a paywall, that's another big red flag. You know, if you if there's no way to access that with actual play, uh, then that's a, that should be a huge red flag. So this is not going anywhere. You know, uh, free to play models not going anywhere. We're still going to we're going to have to, uh, you know, kind of live uh, with one another. So how do we live with one another safely and and. uh you know, there's, there's no way to do it without educating yourself, without kind of arming yourself with some of this information. Um, so what are your thoughts? What are your final thoughts on this? I, I think that's pretty fair. And I think reflecting on what you said is like compared to a night out is brilliant idea. I would also say like, just remember you are going to get bored of this and you right. are not going to play it in a couple months or a year and all that money you spent, it's not an investment. You're never going to see a cent of that again. It is spent money. You will get bored of it and you will not care about it within probably less than a year. So as long as you're comfortable with that and you're comfortable with the investment under those terms, then I think it's fine. You know, we spend money on lots of stuff in life and it's not the end of the world. I'm going to go see a movie on sat on Saturday on Sunday and I've paid for VIP seats because I want to be as comfortable and enjoy myself as much as possible. Is it like right. two pounds more expensive? Sure. But I'm going to enjoy myself a whole lot more in a squishy leather seat. It's so the only way to watch movies now. So <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. and I want to go to the cinema because I want the experience, the escapism. I want to be able to turn my phone off for two hours and like just be left alone and, and all that sort of stuff. And I want to eat the salty popcorn. You know, all that is worth it. But I probably will not remember anything about the movie in a, a less than a year's time. I'm certain right. of it. There are movies I saw last year I don't remember a thing about of. So you remember seeing them? Yeah. So and, and it's absolutely fine. Like you know, that is part of life. And not everything is a long-lasting pleasure. You know, I don't That's remember right. the the ice cream I ate yesterday. But. I think it only becomes a problem if you're not going into it with the mindset that this is not a lasting pleasure. Like eventually you are going to get bored of it and you're never going to play it again. And it, you know, only spend money relative to that. I think that is my final thought on the topic. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. I think that there are, 
I think, you know, to make that one more time, just to make that comparison between what BMW is doing and what maybe something like Diablo Immortal or uh, there's some that are like Clash of Clans. Yeah. Uh, you know, where, um, you you know, things are time gated. I mean, I think we throw a lot of these terms around a little bit too loosely that, uh, you know, uh, Clash of Clans is absolutely time gated. You know, there are things you have to wait a day. There's nothing you can do about speeding that up unless you spend money. And then, you you know, then that's going to make that'll make a difference. Uh, you know, some of the some of the more recent games that have been released that already had a lot of this stuff built in, or at least some of the code was there. It's real hard to make that definition or write the definition to delineate. This is this is taking advantage of the consumer. This is just us, uh, you know, hedging our bets, maybe putting some code in there and selling it later as DLC. You know, I, I don't I don't know how to necessarily delineate those two or define them a little bit, define them well enough so that we can really this is the difference between the two. But I feel like I know it when I see it. You know, I feel, that's it's like the eyeball test. And some of these just aren't passing the eyeball test just <laughs> just by seeing it. And I mean, I don't have a more scientific way of doing it right now. I wish I did uh, because it, it's varying levels. And, some, you know, some of these there some of these games, I think they uh, violate these things a little bit more than others. Uh, some we're willing to tolerate. The problem is and I think this is what it comes down to at the end. The problem is, is that because we're willing to tolerate this, they continue to push the envelope. If we weren't willing to do it, like, no, nah, I'm not going to play that. No, I'm not going to buy that. No, I'm not going to spend any money on that. They'd have to find another way to extort us. So, <laughs> you know, maybe they'd have to keep giving us better content until we're willing to do it again. You know? <laughs> possibly. Um, possibly. Possibly. You know, <laughs> but uh, because we're not and we're weak and, and I need it now, we're going to <laughs> we're going to continue to pay for it. So. Well, all right. Well, stay safe out there, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or message us on Facebook or Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast. And please head over to wherever you get your podcasts and rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time. See you later.